everybody. Welcome to the Blind Handyman Take 8. Is that what you said? That's what it is. It's it's uh, Blind Handyman Take 8. Show number 8. eight. Show number 8 is where we are. We all have no more problems. We had one little technical problem to start with. We'll have no more today. No more. So you know what happened last uh, last time we did the show? We had that little pause when the bumper music quit. Uh-huh. And the uh, Phillips CD recorder saw it as a break. And so it made two tracks out of the... You know, it just drove her nuts. She couldn't understand. <laughs> anyway, hello there. I'm Phil Parr, and this is show number eight of the Blind Handyman. And That's with right. us are the usual suspects. The usual... <laughs> oh, Donald Shaw. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And yes, sir. Of course, and me, myself, and I, Tom our, Houston. Our uh, board engineer, Tom <laughs> Houston. Don Patterson is missing in action today. He's a uh, mother... Has had a little relapse or a few some some kind. I don't know exactly what kind of problem. Uh, and uh, she's, like he said the other day, she's 80 years old, so she's going to have problems. So we're not too far from that, I guess. Huh? We're getting up that way. And it's and getting closer every day. It sure is. So he will not be here today. And if you really miss him, you can go to his website. Well, no, only. <laughs> if you need a Don Patterson fix, why don't we give folks his home number? I guess, I guess not. He'd appreciate that. Well, he might. Oh, yeah. He might be lonely. You never know. <laughs> anyway, we're going to talk today. Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, attaching things to surfaces, putting up towel racks or putting up hooks or putting up uh just putting things on the wall or attaching just attaching things to, things to other things and uh, then we have in the middle portion of our show we have charles reichardt again those of you who may listen to what do you have on show two update or three time update yeah time. since show two or three Exactly. He has, uh, I think, raised the back of this. Remember this shed he was talking about where the, the, where the plate had rotted on the down, you know, the, the plate. Yeah, that, on the tool shed. Yeah, on the tool shed. Yeah, so I think they've jacked it up and and put in uh, some plate sections and then let it back down and anchored it to. Anyway, we'll let him do. Man, it. that makes me tired just thinking it about does. it. <laughs> it <laughs> does. What a what a project. Yeah, it Man. would be uh, it would be quite a thing, but it would give me an excuse to buy. Have you ever seen those little jacks that you, you put a, a crowbar in and you just keep turning it and it'll raise the corner of your house? Yeah, man. I want one. Big, heavy jack, boy. Is uh, that like a, a hydraulic jack of some type? Um, would it be called hydraulic? I think so. Yeah, I think it is. I think sure. so. It's just, yeah. a, it's just a screw. I mean, all it is is... It is, is but, man, it's a powerful one. And it will just raise... I mean, I had this little building one time. I had a bunch of stuff in it. I just... It wasn't level. I just put a board on the ground, set this thing on it, and... Raises. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I'd love to have one, but I can't come up with an excuse to buy one. Dude. Nothing to raise. Huh? <laughs> anyway, you're, uh, I'm not touching that at all. But anyway, <laughs> in the third half of our show, Mr. Don Shaw is going to talk about what, sir? I'm going to talk about uh, furniture kits today, building kits, any, any, any type of thing in a kit form that uh, needs to be put together. Sometimes that's a real good uh, blind-friendly project. And there are lots of them. You go to... to Lowe's or Walmart or Target or one of those stores, there's tons of stuff that you Tons can. of kits. Everything from uh, the simplest little, like a little microwave stand to a portable building. Yeah. And the portable building would be the ultimate uh, get a divorce uh, type of, uh, <laughs> of kit to put together now. Man. Man what do you mean? You and, you and your wife trying to put it together together? Yes. Uh. No. I think uh, Tom Houston and... Uh, I've been into that. You his did, wife you and... Uh, that, didn't you? Goodness gracious. Daughter yes. and who knows who all did that, well, too. Well, you so. know, it was you and Don Shaw and myself that ended up finishing it, Phil. Yeah, remember? we went We went out there and, uh, and, and, uh, and got it all uh, finally finished. But you had it... D- uh, basically, oh, yeah, y'all had a lot of it done. Well, well, my son, in, with the help of my son-in-law. What did we? I don't remember what we. I remember putting the doors on. Is all I remember. What else did we? I, I remember the big problem that I had with the thing was the. I, I bought the little floor deal that went with it. The yeah. floor kit, yeah, yeah that was a the, little floor kit, and that thing just didn't work. I mean, I, did, I either I didn't know how to do anything with it, or it just didn't work. So didn't we work. ended up just building one of wood. And once we built it of wood and we put it down and, and put the structure on it, or the, at least the outline of the structure And that's on what it. y'all had done, I think, when we came along. Yeah, yeah. Then it fit together pretty good. And then my son-in-law went <laughs> and put something on backwards. We had to go back and redo that. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. But, but y'all had built, taken a piece of plywood and built, put some two-by-fours around it, built a 
built a little floor. They had yeah. the floor yeah. built uh-huh. and ready and. And it's doing good today. I mean, it's it's got some yeah, junk in it. They're, they're, they can <laughs> those kinds of things. So we're gonna anyway. We're gonna talk about buying kits and putting things together uh, toward the end of the show. So those are our three things that we're going to do today. And do we have email, guys? Yes, we, we do indeed. What yes. a deal! Yes, what a, a fellow by the name of Bill Newland uh, sent this to us out in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Right. He says uh, on your last show you talked about the new commodes and the flushing problem. About three years ago, I had one of these new toilets installed in our basement, and the first problem was that I didn't think it saved water because it usually took two flushes. I also had problems because it would get clogged, in fact, to the point where I would actually have to remove it to correct the problem. Of course, six grandchildren helped helped the situation. I talked to a plumber. He suggested not to use the fluffy toilet paper, but switch to the regular toilet paper. We read this email last week. Uh, did we? Yep. Did anyway, we? go ahead. He told me that the soft paper holds the water and gets wadded. Yeah. Of course, you then have quite a buildup of stuff. Now, I took his suggestion, and now the mail travels without any problem. Yeah. By the way, have any of you tried painting? Uh, I did, and fortunately, my son bailed me out. <laughs> anyway, uh-huh. keep up the good work. Thank, Thank you, Bill. Appreciate it. Uh, yeah. And so, I, so don't use the, don't use the fluffy. Use the the other that's stuff. Right. And so much for water saving, huh? So, yeah. So they they you know, I don't see myself in a basement how one would work anyway because there'd be no you know <laughs> there'd be no. I mean, you always, you know, it doesn't. <laughs> nothing like water running nothing, uphill. Nothing, uh, nothing flows uphill and paydays on Friday. You know, <laughs> so in the basement, how how would it flow uphill? I don't understand it. So maybe somebody don't know. Somebody can and explain that to us. We, I, I know you folks are going to think we have a commode fixation. Uh, <laughs> Every but we, week. Well, we don't. It just, I mean, that is just a common problem that you run across in your house. That and faucets are the most common in, in air conditioners, which are the big three things we've, the big three. we've talked the most about. All right. Go ahead. Oh, okay. This is from Leslie Miller. Okay. And she writes, I just listened to your first show uh, on Shows on Demand on ACB Radio. I'm very interested in this concept of show. I've always told my dad that there ought to be a handyman course for the blind. I'm lucky to have a father who likes to show me how to fix things around the house. Well, now I know how to test breakers, how to take electrical switches apart. That's really neat. I don't think I'll ever use a saw, but you never know. On winter nights, I go around and screw all the loose ones in so I won't have doorknobs falling off, etc. Well, I didn't know what you called the screwdriver, that isn't a Phillips. Now I know it's a flathead. Yeah, I right. have a screwdriver that has little and big heads of each kind of screw in it. Good. This is valuable to me, and thanks for the hint about putting screws in a pill bottle. And uh, can you tell me how to hang things up on a wall straight, plaques, pictures, etc.? You bet. I'm a woman, and I like to fix things. You bet. Good deal. We can tell you all kinds of things. Now, I would I would think that she's maybe a a uh, could be a live at home uh, girl. Anyway, women, men, doesn't make any difference. Uh, all kind of women fix things, and you should be doing that. And don't tell me you'll never use a saw, because you will. Oh, yeah. If you're walking around fixing doorknobs at night, uh, someday you'll One go, day you'll say, you'll and I, can't, I can't cut a straight line. It's time to buy a table saw. You, right. It'll, it'll happen. We want to hear from you when it does, Leslie. All right? Yeah, keep us updated on that. And as for, is there, is there another? Do we have others? I believe that's it. Is that it for for email? That's it for today. That's for today. All of them that we could read. We had some more, but they didn't want them read on the well, end. You know, we didn't we didn't really ask or talk much about email last week. We had our excuse me. We had our our little break things that uh, that uh, we have that we're using now that talked about email. But our email address is blindhandyman at hotmail dot com. And if you're listening. We'd appreciate it if you'd let us know, because we have no feedback other than, I mean, we're not we're not sitting here looking at a computer and can tell how many people are listening. We have right. no way to know you're listening unless you email us and you know and like tell us like they or always. Or we have no feedback up until this point, which now may be a good time to bring up the su- the subject of something we're we're, I agree. we're, we're kicking around trying. All right. Which is we're thinking about uh, getting our MSN messenger going at this point. In fact, uh, I fired it up uh, with the blind handyman uh, address earlier today. And uh, we had a uh, message from uh, Walter wanting to uh, to uh, 
be checked into the messenger, which uh, yeah. I sent back, you know, a reply saying, great, you know, come on. And that's another way we may have to communicate. We, we may want to try to get the MSN messenger going. If you have any interest maybe in uh, asking some questions either by text or maybe uh, we could do a voice chat from time to time over MSN Messenger. Uh, of course, our uh, MSN Messenger address would be the same. Uh, it, it's just blind handyman, all one word, at hotmail.com. Uh, put that. Uh, go to add friends. Uh, uh-huh. Put that in, and then uh, if if we see the uh, notice to add you to the MSN Messenger list, we'll be more than happy to do that. So, uh, uh, can you just talk to somebody? I mean, they're sitting there in front of their computer. We sure can. And you can just talk just like we're talking right now. When we if get they, it set up, that's exactly what we can do. If, oh, if they put it on hands free. Uh, then is am I correct, Shaw? If they did that, then we could just we could ask questions. We could just talk, sit here and talk to them, couldn't we? We sure can. Just hey. Sit here and talk. It'll be duplex. We just sit here and just just it'll be just like we're kind of sitting here in this room. So. That might be something to try. So, you know? the, so this could turn into uh, rather than four people, it could turn into six or eight people. Huh? It could. It'd be worth looking at at least, wouldn't it? Okay, oh, but be could fun, you could you decide like if we decided to have four guests one day? If somebody else wanted in, could you block all other people from it so that we wouldn't have anybody coming on and, you know? Yeah, oh, sure, we can. And that's another thing. I know we can do one-on-one through MSN Messenger, but that's one thing that I'm still not exactly sure about. If someone knows the answer to this, because I've heard both stories. I've heard that uh, I know one, one-to-one can talk by voice on MSN Messenger, but I'm not sure by voice if you can do a conference by voice meeting on MSN Messenger. Someone might. I bet you know by next week. And let us know that. <laughs> I know you, you can have as many as you want by text. But I'm not sure by voice. Well, I, I'll tell you that boy from New Zealand could answer that question for you. <laughs> That's uh, the truth. He, uh, That's he's, a, he's a sharp fella. Uh, yep. He knows those computers. Anyway, let's, uh, yeah, MSN Messenger. And email, just plain old email and if you want. Plain old email. At uh, Hotmail, uh, blindhandyman at hotmail.com. Hotmail. That's and, right. And we, we appreciate, and I'm dead serious, all of us appreciate every uh, email we get, and we'll read it on the air or not read it, depending on what you want. If you want to be a guest on the show, leave us a phone number. That's right. All right. All right. Let's talk about, uh, this kind of goes along with uh, with that second email. Let's see, was it first or second? One of those emails talked about putting up stuff, fastening stuff. I wanted just to kind of talk about fastening. I, ta- I, I had a little conversation with Pam, of Pam and Dave out in California, and uh, they were ta- Dave was talking about putting up a towel rack, and he'd... he'd he had was going to put one up, and he but he couldn't quite figure out how to how to match the holes up or something. So he ended up calling somebody. Well, if you're if you're putting up something on the wall, whether it's a picture, or a towel rack, or a shelf, doesn't make any difference what it is. Decide you know what the surface is, and the thing that you would use on one surface would not be the best for another surface. For instance, if you're if you have a wall that is sheetrock or a drywall sheetrock wall. You want to use a certain kind of thing, and the thing that you use, and I'm sure I'm going to get corrected, is it called a fastener or a molly bolt? I've always heard it as a molly bolt. Now, a molly bolt is the thing that you drill a hole, you push it through, and then you start tightening the screw down, and it spreads out out. behind the wall. Behind the wall. I think that may be one is, and then there's another one. That you slip through the hole and it immediately it pops out. It's a toggle bolt. That's, that, a toggle that's called bolt. a toggle bolt, that's isn't correct. it? Correct. That's right. So. It is. Okay. Well, there's two different kinds depending on the weight you want to hang or what type of thing they make. I've seen hooks that you could put on a wall if you wanted to hang a swag lamp or hang something on the wall that you just drill a hole, push this thing through, and it would immediately those little wings on the side would, would pop, pop out. Yep. And then you would tighten it up, and bingo, you've got a hook on a sheetrock wall. And those are supposed to be really stout. Uh, yeah, I think they are. Because you can't put a drywall screw just in a piece of sheetrock. You can put it in there, and you may hang something on it. You could hang a small picture or something, drive a little tack in sheetrock. Yep. But anything with weight, it's going to come, it's going to come it's loose. It's going to just pull back out <coughs> eventually. Sooner or later, it'll pull out. Because that old sheetrock is soft stuff. But if you put... The thing that you push through, and then you they make make them with a hex head, and they make them with a Phillips screwdriver head and a flathead screwdriver, and you tighten it, you push it through, and then you it has these little um, little uh, things on it 
that that puncture the sheetrock to keep it from turning, to keep the thing you push through from turning. In the middle of it is this little wings that go out and push into the sheetrock. So you make you push it flush down with the sheetrock, and you start tightening this screw up. Tighten, 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 tighten. And you tighten until you think, good heavens, I've turned this thing 50 <laughs> times, and it uh-huh. hasn't tightened up. Eventually, it will start getting tight because of what it's doing is fanning out some little wings behind there and making a lock on that sheetrock. And then you tighten the screw down good and tight, and then you back the screw out, and bingo, you've got a screw. In a piece of sheetrock. It's just as e and it's if you have nothing else but a screwdriver in this thing, punch a hole in the sheetrock with a screwdriver. Yep. Just take the Phillips screwdriver and and put it exactly where you want it to and hit it with the heel of your hand. I know they say never use a tool for something it's not meant for. <laughs> but in this case it's just as easy, just punch a hole in the sure wall, stick this I'm gonna call it a molly bolt and let somebody correct me. Push it through the sheetrock, make sure that those little things get caught in the sheetrock and it's flushed down, tighten the screw up, back the screw off, and bingo, you got okay. You sure do. You got a good tight Seal. That's that kind of wall. And now if you put a towel rack up and hang towels on it, you may eventually have to go tighten the screw up a little bit again. But you've got a good seal on that sheetrock. Suppose it's a plaster wall. Suppose it's a like the walls that were the old blind school, those old plaster. Uh, remember those? <laughs> yep. And they were just concrete kind of walls. They sure well, were. In that case, you got a little more to do. In that case, you've got to do, you got to, got to, there may be another way to do it. But the way I would do it is drill a hole. And first of all, go to the hardware store and buy some of these little lead anchors. And they're ca- I called Abney Daniels a while ago, <coughs> and they're called anchors. Uh, and you you push you drill a hole in the in the concrete or the plaster. You push this anchor in there, and then you put a bolt in that anchor. And it's a lead anchor, and the bolt is a little bigger than the lead, and the bolt kind of spreads the lead out and holds the whole thing. And you could hang a yeah, you could hang a hundred pound speaker on the wall with those things. Kind of the same principle as the molly belt, more or less. Yeah, sort it, of, with it, the it, thing that spreads you, out. You've uh, you push this lead anchor in there, you put a bolt in it, and it's spread out, and that's you but know that, you, you know I put down a thing sort of like that, that you know talking about fastening things. I, I put down a new threshold uh-huh. one time at the North Street house into concrete and use those same the kind one of things. Playroom and use the same kind of deal on yeah. a new one to mm-hmm. anchor it down. And it worked good. I mean, it's, yeah, it's still there. So, so you drill the holes. <laughs> that, that tells a story. You drill the holes, and you push these little lead things down in there, and then you put some screws or bolts or something down in, and the, yeah. and the screw is a little bigger than the lead, and the lead is soft, so it expands that lead, and it holds it in that concrete. Sure does. Now, of course, if, you've really, if you're really moving and grooving, and you've got a nail gun and a compressor, you can shoot a nail in a piece of concrete, in a concrete wall. But most people don't have that, so we're, we're giving you the, the easy way. And these lead things... If you're going to do handyman stuff, you need a drill. So you need a drill, and you need a masonry bit. Yeah, and that's drill. what you use to drill a hole in the wall. You can buy a little set of masonry bits for nine ninety-five. You can buy eight different masonry bits, all in a little thing there. And you select the size hole to go with your shield. You drill a hole. You push the sh- little, little not shield, the little anchor down in there, and put a bolt in it, and bingo. You hang anything you want to on a concrete wall. That's now, right. Well, we're out of time. We'll continue with fasteners later. I want to talk about pop rivets because pop rivets are just the neatest. Hey, they are the neatest. They're the neatest thing, thing in the now. world. Out on my satellite dish, I was going to put a hook up to hang that lantern on out there, and I put a, I drilled a couple holes, and I, thought I couldn't get a screw to thread, and I thought pop rivets. Pop and, rivets. In you know five minutes, it was up. We'll talk about pop rivets next time, or maybe toward the end of the show. Let's take a little short break, and we'll be back with our guest Charles Reichardt in just a minute. Not broadcast. This is Steve Mazura. Welcome from the Aussie Kaleidoscope. Living on the edge. I'm Roger Cool. The KJS Show. Hi, this is Patrick Purdue from the, the ACBRI DJs are hard at work creating personal web pages about their shows, the music they play, and even a bit about themselves. Now we're accumulating these web pages into the ACB Radio Interactive Broadcasters Web Ring, where you can learn more about the personalities behind the microphone. Go to www. 
www.acbradio.org. Then choose the interactive link. From there, you can choose the link that will take you to the ACB Radio Interactive Broadcaster's Web Rig. ACB Radio programming with friends and other listeners, then you might want to join our ACB Radio friends email list. You'll get all the announcement information you'd normally get from our ACB Radio announce list. And you can take part in email discussions with staff and listeners. All you got to do is send a blank email message to friends-subscribe at acbradio.org. Tell me one more time. Just a blank email message to friends-subscribe at acbradio.org. Keep in touch. ACB Radio, the station that is out of sight. to be part of the show, leave us a phone number and we will contact you soon. Now, here's more of today's show with Phil Parr. Well, who'd you expect, Ray Price? <laughs> <laughs> Here we are, back to Blind Handyman, and uh, we have on the phone Charles Reichardt from somewhere in New York. Where's What is your city you live in? Hello? Oh, hello. Let's see. Hello, Charles. Well, it says telephone line on. What does? Hmm. Charles, are you there, sir? Hmm. Well, let me call him back. Let's see. Play some bumper music. Let me call him back, okay? Turn the mics off. have solved, once again, we've solved our technical problems, and guess whose fault that was? <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God, Houston, it wasn't yours. He had just done, because we've been on him about, I even said last week, a ter- I said a terrible thing, I said, Houston, you want me to run the board? And he said, no, you idiot, I don't need you. So, anyway, that was my fault. Charles, how are you, sir? Oh, very good, and uh, I must uh, thank you guys for having me back on. Uh, good to be here, and... Um Maybe it was Charles's fault, you think? Yeah, you, no, you know, I would have come down there and run the board. I think I'd have a good time doing that. Think, think we could blame, uh, get away yeah. with blaming him? I guess not, huh? <laughs> anyway, how, let's see, if you don't mind me asking, what's the temperature up there? Well, today it's uh, rather pleasant. It's in the, um, oh, I'd say mid-70s. 
Well, yeah. went down to the 40s last night, but they say by the weekend we're supposed to be back up in the 80s. Back up in the 80s. Right. Well, mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with that. We're back up in the 80s now. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> You're always up in the 80s. Oh, uh, it's coming about uh, one more week, week another 10 days, and we're going to have our first uh, cool, first little cool snap, little cool here, snap, huh? and we're looking forward to it. We probably have more pretty weekends in 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 uh, in this part of Texas than any place in the world. Wow. We, we probably have 20 pretty weekends where it's 50 at night and 80 in the daytime. Yeah, that's, that's nice weather. That's perfect it weather. Is. So we, we can't complain. It's that's, just That's sort of what we're experiencing now, uh, pretty much, because like last night I said it got down, I think it got down to 44. Yeah. And uh, it's in the, in the mid, uh, mid-70s mid today. Well, we're ready for that. Uh, it's quite nice. The sun's out, uh, and it's a beautiful day. Boy, are we ready for some 44. <laughs> anyway, yep. enough. What do what? That's right. Anyway, enough chit-chat about the weather. You, uh, you Tell us your story about your house, so you can kind of enlighten everybody, okay? Okay. Just, I'll just spend a couple of minutes uh, doing that because right. some, some of our listeners uh, have heard a lot of this before. But um, basically, my wife and I bought a home in central New York in a little town called Unadilla. Mm-hmm. And the home was built in 1804 for the most part, and we have been restoring it uh, as much as possible, as much as our budget will allow and uh, time will allow. And um, my neighbor, Mick, and I got involved in the latest project, which is uh, working on the woodshed. Now, the woodshed is attached to the house. Uh, It's been used for many different things over the years, as we found out as we were dismantling some of it. Um, There's We even found overhead garage door tracks yeah. Uh, in there, so evidently it was a garage at some now, point. Now, did you say that it is attached to the house? It is attached to the house. Oh, okay. What size room is it? Um, I thought it was about 400 square feet, and it's more like 350. It's like 19 and a half by uh, 18 and a half. So it's a good-sized room anyway, and it's got, um, it's got a high ceilings. It's um, 10 feet on one end, and the uh, higher end is about 12 feet. Uh-huh. So it's it's a big room, and but we had a we had a structural problem. Okay, uh, and this is what I began to talk about last time on on the show. Uh, one of the bigger projects that we were going to work on was to repair the structural problem in this in this shed because we're going to turn it into a woodworking shop. And and one of the uh, one of the biggest problems was that in the let's say the northwest corner. Uh, about six feet on each leg going into the corner, uh, the beams or the rim joists uh, were rotted. Now, we're talking about the plate or the uh, at the bottom? Yeah, the plate. At, at the bottom of the thing yes. it was, was rotted. Yes. And this sits on what, on concrete? This sits on a laid-up stone foundation. Okay. Which mm. actually turned out to be a plus as we began to repair this thing because um, that's how we actually got at it. What we did to start with, after we cleaned out the shed so we knew what, uh, what we had to work with in there, um, we pulled off the first couple of courses of, of siding or clapboard that's on there. There's six-inch clapboard with a five-inch exposure. And, and this is a the clapboard. Is, it's the edge of it sticks up under the piece above. Right. Okay. I got you. So we pulled a, we pulled a couple of courses of that off so we could expose yeah. the beams. And that's how um, we found out how rotted they really were. And um, they were so rotted that you could actually take your hand and break the beam apart. Some, they had gotten some water on them or something. Water and yeah. insect damage. It was a combination of both, it looked like. Yeah. So the plate's rotted and the, the bottom of the, of, the, of, the, uh, uh, of the studs is rotted also? Um, a couple of the studs were rotted. And what we did was to um, sister two-by-fours against the... Um, the rotted studs, so we got our support back that way. But we um, we cut out the beams uh, six feet on each side of the corner, and then we took a hydraulic jack that I usually use when I work on cars, uh-huh. and we actually jacked up the uh, building about a half inch, removed some of the laid up stone, and we pulled the uh, pulled the beams out, and um, we ended up making new beams out of sistering four four by fours uh, oh. beams we the massive they're they're approximately 
uh, eight inches by eight inches. They're more like railroad ties. Yeah, no kidding. So you put these together and made a big eight by eight piece of. Um, good lord. Exactly, about are, six feet long each. Are these wow. studs? Eight, are these studs two by eights? Um, the the studs, the vertical studs are um, two by fours. Okay. True two by fours. <laughs> the old uh, style two by fours. Uh huh. Uh huh. But the uh, but the the rim joist was um, you know with the eight by eight massive uh, uh. beams. So we made up we made up the uh, new beams with the four by fours. We screwed them all together with uh, with with uh, six inch screws. With our wonderful drywall screws. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> big long ones. Yeah, man. And uh, we laid the beams in place, and then we we joined them to the remaining beams that were still in good shape by putting a plate up against it and drilling um, drilling into the plate, putting three or four screws on each side. So we have the plates holding the... So you just together. you just put a little piece between the existing plate and the new plate and just tied them straight uh, tight together? Yes. Okay. And so, you and you did a, a corner. Did you do a uh, 45 corner? Did you do an angle corner or just a straight? Just a straight. We okay. We put it up against it straight. Okay. And um, so once we once we got that in place, we we um, put the stone back underneath it to, uh, and we leveled it off, and then we lowered the corner of the building back onto the new um, the new foundation with the new studs. Um, so we, we got that uh, we got that pretty well taken care of. It well, let course. me just let me just ask a couple of questions sure. so so to kind of clarify. Now this stone, this laid up stone foundation, do those stones just lay in there? I mean, are they not mortared together? In this in this particular part of the house, they're not mortared together. They're just laid up. Um, yeah. The rest of the house has a stone foundation also, but there's some kind of water holding all that together. They're, the stones there are much much more massive. Of course, once you put the weight on it, it's not going to make any. Oh no, yeah, it you know. holds it in place. And 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 so you 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 took enough stones away, but you left enough to lay the new beams on. Exactly. Now, how did you tie the existing studs to the new beams, or did you? Um, the the horizontal studs we used we used the plates on and we put a few screws at each side uh, to hold uh, the beams together for the tinsel strength. Yeah. The vertical studs. What we did was we we sistered uh, two by fours, new two by fours, pressure treated ones to the existing ones, and then we we toe screwed on. Okay. Toe screwed. Uh -huh. Yeah. As opposed to toe nailed, we use we use screws through the whole process. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We toe screwed the. Um, the new studs into the um, into the plate, mm -hmm. and that's how we got our we, we got our vertical strength. Yeah, I, I, the, the only other way I could I've been I thought about this after you talked about it, would have been to put a little to cut some little blocks and put down there and screw the block down to the to the plate and screw uh -huh. it to the stud, mm -hmm. which is probably the way that would have been the, that's the way I'd have done. It. I've never had any luck towing things. To, in, in, towing means what we're talking about is going in at an angle. At an angle. Yeah. Uh, surely there's a more technical word than towing. <laughs> yeah, I'm know sure there is a technical word. But I don't know what it is, <laughs> and you don't either, obviously. <laughs> well, what a project. Yeah. Now, let me just take this just for fun. You're total blind? Totally blind. Yes, I am. And I'm working on this project with my neighbor, uh, who, who is sighted. Yeah. And um, I'm learning a lot of techniques from him, and he's learning uh, things about blindness and how I do things for me. And he's learning about some of my adaptive tools. Uh -huh. That I use, like the electronic level that beeps, yeah, yeah, you know, and that kind of thing. A great um, team effort there, huh? Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're sharing a, a lot of knowledge, and, and both of us learning quite a bit. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Does so he? Now we're working on the floor. Uh, okay. Which is another another headache because we're actually having to reframe uh, sections of the uh, uh, of the floor before we, you know, we lay a new one on it. So we're going to have. Um, we're going to have a subfloor and then go over with three-quarter-inch um, uh, pressure-treated uh, plywood, and that'll be uh, that'll be strong enough for our floor. But uh, in the meantime, we're, we're having to build um, some sections of it, uh, reframe some sections of it because some of that is rotted also. Evidently, mm -hmm. uh, this this particular room was not taken well care of, and um, you know, over the years, I don't know how old this particular shed is, but but based on um, on what the wood looks like and how it's sawn. How it's cut and shaped and everything—it's—it's it's quite old. I'd say well over 100 years old. Man. So, um, so we're having to improvise in certain situations to make the floor level again and all that kind of thing. And uh, but it's working. And you're going to end up with a with a three-quarter inch plywood floor. Yeah. 
Well, actually, more. They actually to be about an inch and a half thick because we're we're replacing the the rotted or bad wood uh-huh. um, with new wood, and then we're going all over. The, we're going to go over the whole thing with the three quarter inch. So it'll be about an inch and a half thick. Well, you know, they don't give those pressure treated uh, sheets of uh, four by eight plywood uh, pressure treated three quarters. They don't give those away. Uh, yeah, anymore. I know. <laughs> you're, that out. you're going to spend some money if yeah. you're going to cover that floor with the uh, with treated uh, wood. Yeah, we. Uh, well, this is going to be a, this is going to be a, a, a slow process, but uh, we're going to be getting there anyway. We're starting to um, put together some other materials for the shop. I'm getting ready. Um, once the floor is done, I'm getting ready to um, to do all the rough-in wiring. I'm going to be putting up the boxes, for the switches, and the outlets, and running the uh, rough wiring. Okay, so they, these walls are open. Um, no, they're they're closed in now, except for a layer, a row or two of um, of the siding that we removed to expose the beams. Yeah, which uh-huh. is which has been tacked back on now, right? Yeah, yeah. So how are you gonna? What are you? Go, how are you gonna do wiring? You gonna you gonna go down through the walls or just do it? No, the the the, uh, the inside the inside uh, you know the wall the beams are exposed inside. There's no. Um, no covering over the walls. No inside wall. No. That, that's that's what I mean. Yeah. There's no there's no insulation in this. Right, not yet. So the walls are open, and you're gonna you're gonna do the wiring. Do the wiring, then uh, then the insulation, and uh, then we're going yeah. to use some kind of combination of uh, probably wallboard and pegboard uh, to do the walls in. Yeah, that's I use in my shop. I just use. I don't know where you got this paneling. It's really neat paneling, and if you if you if a layer peels off, you just there's a layer behind it. It's just some kind of press board, and but you can't anything. Anytime you decide you want to hang something up, you can drive a nail in it. Yeah, that's the good part about so, that. So you know, I insisted on in in my my shop is not quite that big, but I insisted on putting up something you can you can uh, you can just if you want to hang a uh, some saw blades up or your levels up, you just drive a nail in, hang them up. You know? Yeah, that's that's why we're going with the with the pegboard as much as we can, so that we can you know have holes all over the place already. Uh, yeah, that'll you know, make a great wood shop. So you're gonna you're gonna are you gonna put uh, any plugs in the floor while you're doing this? Put a plug in the floor for your table saw because you want it sitting right in the middle of the floor and you're you're you're. Yeah, we'll have a plug there for the table saw because that'll be more out in the open than than some of the other equipment. Yeah, uh huh. That's uh, right. Well, I was going to say while you got the floor open would be a chance to put a plug in the middle just a couple. Yeah, that's, yes, it would. Yeah, everybody thought you. Uh, my wife, why do you want this plug in the middle of the floor? Well, you know, it's the plug. Where everything is gathered in the middle of the floor because you got to be able to. Have. You have to be able shot. to walk around. The project that you're working on, you can't have it on a workbench against the wall. You got to exactly. walk around it. Exactly. So you, you, you. All right. Well, we're going we're to switch that plug also. We're going to put a switch on the wall for it, so we don't have to deal with, you know, pulling wires in and out. We just, you know, just walk over and turn the switch on and the saw will power up. You know. That'll yeah, be so. good. I didn't do that. I have in the studio my, that we're in. I have everything on a switch. You can turn two switches on and turn. 50 pieces of equipment on with these two switches, the plugs that are in the middle of the floor here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can turn, I, didn't, I didn't do that in the shop. The one in the course of, in my shop, the breaker box is in the shop. It's right there. So That's it, a I, good deal. I uh-huh. guess I could uh, use the breaker box. Now, you're going to eventually, uh, are you going to eventually try to heat and cool this room? Um, well, cooling gets out of the question. Um, if I'm going to do anything with air conditioning, it's going to be in the rest of the house. Yeah, but, um, <laughs> yeah. We'll have to do something with with heating it, and we may just um, we may just use a small wood stove. So how how far along, Charles? Do you hope to be with this before the cold part of the winter sets in? Well, enough to have the whole uh, whole thing buttoned up, so we can um, you know start doing the inside work. Um, that might actually happen in a couple of weeks. Well, that'd be a good winter-type project working inside. Would yeah, one of many. <laughs> yeah, right, running the wires and, and putting uh-huh. up a wall board and doing whatever you're doing on the inside. If you get it tacked where you can keep it at least uh, some uh, some amount warm. So a small wood stove. Yeah. Uh, that would work. I I just I don't I tried that, but I don't have enough room, and my shop is just not big enough mm-hmm. for for. I I tried that, and it was it sat there a couple winters, and I didn't use it, and of course. In Texas, it doesn't get real cold, so I've got we've got central heat and central air in my my little uh, shop. Uh, well, I'd like to do that um, if if I could, but the the rest of the house has um, has several fireplaces, but it also um, we also use um, uh, oil for steam heat uh, as well as as well as wood. 
Yeah. Uh-huh. So, you know, it would be difficult to get that kind of heat out in, into that, in, in that space, and it wouldn't be terribly efficient either. So with, the wood stove is basically the only choice we have at the moment unless we want to run electric heat. And that's exp- um, electric that's heat is, is too yeah, that's, expensive. That's real expensive. So. so do you do you split wood yourself? Oh no, I buy it split. You do? No, I don't do that. You don't have the. You don't have the work there. You don't have the will. We want to talk about wood splitting. Yeah, we're going to talk point, about that so pretty soon. Uh, wood cutting and splitting and things like that. Uh, uh, cutting, cutting, I can, well, I can split too, uh, but I just, I don't have the equipment for it. Um, yeah. I'd have to use a, I'd have to use a splitter as opposed to, a, um, you know. A, wedge and a sledgehammer. Man, a wedge and a sledgehammer is a tough way to go, isn't it? Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> My grandchildren decided it was fun and sat out there all weekend one time and split. They split almost a quarter of wood. They thought, yeah, they thought this is fun. For a little while, but that wears off pretty quick. Yeah, it's it pretty quick. It and dealing with it that way. You get pretty tired of that sort of thing. Well, <laughs> sounds like you got a lot to do, Charles, and I wish I was up here to help you. Well, that'd be great. We'd really have some good ideas if you guys are up here. Uh, we could incorporate into this thing. We probably would. We could sit around and drink and talk about it all day, couldn't yeah, we? Yeah, we'd get sure the more, more, more ones we have, the better the ideas we'd get. That, uh, they'd get a whole lot better. We have that problem here sometimes, doing the, doing the Blind Handyman show. Well, sir? Uh, you know what I'd like to do with, um, if you guys would... Uh, like to kind of do this as a, as a series every once in a while, maybe once a we, month. We intend to. Weeks. That's we what can, we're going to do. We can give progress reports because uh, we have a lot of projects going on here. Uh, you know, being at the house is so old and, and as big as it is. And, um, you know, so there's always things. Um, by the way, I wanted to mention, uh, I don't know if you guys want to put this on the air or you want to edit this. but um, Nah, just go. I found a, a company in Pennsylvania called Science Products for the Blind that has some very interesting tools. They have a Braille talk wrench. They have a um, they have talking calipers, um, two or three sizes of um, of the electronic levels that beep. Wow! They have one I think it's ten inch. Another one is twenty inch. Um, well, will you send us a link to their page? Yeah. To our, well, uh, they don't have a website unfortunately. But what I'll do okay. is I'll, I'll send you uh, send you the phone number. Send me a phone okay. number and let me check them out. We might work with them on some things. Uh, okay. You never know. Uh, you say I've got a talking torque wrench. No, a braille torque wrench. A braille torque wrench. Man, yep. that's neat. Oh, that's great. If I could read braille, that'd be great, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no, I can read that. I can read that much braille. Yeah, send me. Uh, do you have? Uh, well, you've got our hotmail address, don't you? Yes. Yeah, that that'll be good, and I'll I'll email you back. I'll I'll, I'll give you my. Uh, my little old uh, uh, email address. And, and you'll know this by the time you listen to this show, but we were also trying to get hooked up, set up with MSN Messenger at some mm-hmm. point here. So. Okay, great. But yeah, we're always looking for sources on tools for the blind. Yeah, we planned to, to run you as a little series. In fact, we, we had discussed getting a, uh, this, this song, This Old House, and playing it uh, every time <laughs> you're on it, and just kind of having you as the This Old House guy. So uh, oh, that'd be great. We will be talking, and lots of luck with your projects, and call us uh, if we can help you, sir. Very good, gentlemen. Thank you very much. Always we, appreciate uh, being on the air and talking with you guys. You're we thank you much. Uh, Thanks, like Charles. You. Okay, Charles. Charles from uh, Medilla. New, is it Medilla? Is that what Unid- he said? Unadilla. 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 I'll get it straight. Unadilla, New York. Charles Reichardt. Thank you much. Let's take a short break. We'll be back in just a minute with more. Today's Blind Handyman. ACB Radio Newsroom at www.acbradio.org. All the news, all the time. From the world's leading news organizations like CNN, the BBC, the New York Times, the Toronto Star, the Wall Street Journal, and more. That's all the news, all the time, in the ACB Radio Newsroom at www.acbradio.org. ACB Radio Mainstream, the cafe, ACB Radio Treasure Trove. You can hear live, unpredictable internet on the ACB Radio Interactive. ACB 
CB Radio Interactive. Playing music from the 1930s and 40s. The 50s and 60s. The 1970s. 80s and 90s. To hits of the new millennium. ACB Radio Interactive comes to you from at least six time zones on three continents, bringing you the very best of country, top 40, classic, and modern rock, new age, folk, the rare stuff out of the 50s, jazz, easy listening, adult contemporary, and more. Live, unpredictable internet radio. ACB Radio Interactive. This is the Blind Handyman on ACB Radio Mainstream. Be sure and tell a friend about the program and email us often from blindhandyman at hotmail.com. Now, here's more of the show with Don Shaw. That's right. Keep that email coming. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I want to talk today just a little bit about uh, furniture building kits. Yeah, uh, furniture building, uh, which could cover microwave stand, anything from microwave stands to like a, a chest of drawers, uh, entertainment center, TV entertainment center. Oh man, it's just endless uh, tables and chairs. I've seen in kits. Just they're doing just oh, all yeah. types of furniture. All, all any, almost anything so, you think of, you can go to Lowe's or Walmart and buy. And buy. That's right. And for a, a blind person, totally blind or, or partial sighted, most of these things are a real good project. Although most of these projects I've found, y'all can correct me if y'all have a better idea. You're, you're going to say require some sighted help. Require some sighted help and to read right. the instructions. And you're right. Mm-hmm. Because I've worked on some of these with my wife, and I just really haven't figured out a way on most of them yet. To get around someone reading the instructions. Well, of course, if you had the scanner, you could scan in the instructions. Well, you could, but then there's a lot of diagrams that it, it, that, that scanner would have a fit with those. So well, it, sure wouldn't, it wouldn't. It would say, it would say connect L3 to <laughs> M5, because it always does, doesn't it? All those pictures, yeah. boy. But anyway, that's the kind of uh, bit of a problem there. Some things... You know, obviously, like if you bought a, a simple uh, table and four chairs kit, you know, you, you could probably sit down on the floor and spread it all out before you and uh, you could probably look at the legs and the different things. And some things you could probably figure out. But, man, some of them are just too complicated. And all the pieces tend to look kind of, or not all of them, but a lot of them basically look the same. Yeah, some but if you're them, mechanically inclined, you could you can kind of figure out how things yeah, sort of. Well, but but if you you're you're if you're going to buy a big hutch or a big entertainment center, you better have somebody there to help you. You need someone to help you read uh, read those instructions. Read but those most instructions. Don't you think most people, most blind people, have? Um, I shouldn't say this guy. I don't have any idea. Have a, someone around who can can kind of assist or can read, you would think so. Read the instructions or read labels for them or or something like that. You know. So, a sighted person like Charles was talking about, your neighbor, just anyone, yeah. uh, you know, that, that could uh, sit there and, and uh, basically, you know, you get the instructions read and it, you got a few tools, a Phillips screwdriver, a straight screwdriver, a pair of pliers, maybe a drill. You know, you're basic, you don't need a lot of tools to do these. Most of them use Allen screws and these little catch what do you call those, Phil, where you uh, screw the little thing into, and then you turn this little gizmo? I have no idea, but uh, I know what you I know what you're talking about. It, it yeah. and it, when you do it, it hides completely the fact that you screwed these two things it sure together. It does, and it locks the it, two joints together. That's right, and it, so. it's uh, some way or another. It, but but most of these things don't require any electric tools. In other words, if you got a Phillips screwdriver, a flathead screwdriver, a pair of pliers. You're home free, and, and home free. most of them, like this computer stand that's right to your beside you, yep. I put together. Yep. It's just a cheapie. It was twenty dollars at Walmart or something, and it's a cheapie. And they, all the screws were Allen's, and they gave me an Allen wrench to do it with. Uh, yep, so it required no. Wrench. There were no tools required. Period. And a lot of times, one side is finished, and just like sitting here, uh, feeling this uh, uh, little piece of furniture here right now. 
like obviously the smooth side would go out towards the front. You're going to usually have have a smooth side and a rough side to it. Uh, and uh, so you could tell like your front from your back of something. Of course, if you if you if you got to Walmart or Target or Lowe's to buy this. I guess you could go with a handy ride, but somebody had to take you. So get that somebody who took you to read <laughs> to read the instructions. <laughs> really? Yeah, to read it because there's just jennies of anything you can conceive of. You can go to these stores and just there's tons of all kinds of chairs and tables and hutches and and computer stands. Well, everybody computers. Yeah, yeah, computer stands. That's a big deal. Everybody buys computer stands and puts. Luann bought a big elaborate one that <laughs> that goes around the corner and she sits in oh, a. Yeah. She sits in a horseshoe, and it's just, it took us days to put that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we, those are massive. We yelled and screamed at each other. You didn't hear us over at your house? Well, I, I can't probably believe you didn't. could have, should have. <laughs> <laughs> believe you didn't. I think at one time she threw the Allen wrench at me, just yeah, tossed I, it here. Yeah. Man, I know. There, that's yeah. a project. So if you're thinking of a divorce anyway, go ahead and go, to, right. go to Lowe's. Put together a kit, and that can and help you along you the way a little some bit. Some kind of a kit or something <laughs> to put right. together. Anyway, try that if you. If you're at all mechanically inclined, try it. Try a kit. It's, it's a great experience. My last office chair that I bought for the computer, nice leather office chair. It's great. I love it. I, I, could, I could sit in it and go to sleep. It's so comfortable. Probably have. But, but I will, <laughs> many, many times. times. Many times. <laughs> but anyway, I had to put, you know, that came, same thing. Came, came in, a, in a big flat box, and that I had to put it together. It's about know, like that chair that uh, Tom's sitting in, I think. Uh-huh. It's almost, yeah. Something, and and it came, it had, a, that. it had a base. Yeah. And it had rollers that you put on the base, but the rollers you just push them up in there and you just hammer them in there with your hands. That's one of those things you probably wouldn't need instructions with. Some of them are blind yeah. friendly enough just to put together. The, you know, the center basically of the, you can figure it out. The but. thing that goes down in the center of the chair, you just slide it down in there, and then you have a cylinder that you put in, and you set the chair on top of the cylinder, and you put the arms on the chair, the back on the chair, and the arms on, and you and put the back these little, is held by the arms. Put these the back is held by the arms. And you put these little plastic things in that keep uh, the little screw head covers. Yeah, that keep you from seeing the screws. And bingo, in about fifteen minutes, you put that chair together. You got yourself a fine office chair. The the, little, the furniture kits are great. There's but this. it comes in a flat, absolutely flat box, and you're thinking, how the hell could this be a chair? But it is. Uh, but <laughs> it, it will it'll turn out know. to be. I put the one together. He's sitting in. I put this one together. And this one has little, this one was tricky because it has a little adjustable armrests that really threw me for a while. I didn't know what the, what, uh-huh. what in the world is this? You know, but they're little, and most chairs that you get now have this cylinder, and they have a little lever that you put in, and you pull up the cylinder and it'll let you down all the way and then you you pull it back up and stand up and you can set it at the at the height you want so anyway kits are kits are good and kits are fun and uh, if you uh if you have someone to help you good if you don't uh give us a call we'll help you was it in your shop was it your your shop wasn't it where we put the drill press kit together was it yeah the drill press we put the was, drill press it? Man, that, that was a pretty good little project. Well, yeah, because it, it was so heavy. It Man, was. Everything about it was just... It was really heavy. Mammoth, heavy steel. I went to a tool show and found a drill press for 90 bucks, and it's a big adjustable. Fine. The little press. plate is adjustable. You can move it side to side, and it's a... God, I think it has uh, 20 different speeds. I set it on one and leave it. But it's got all, you, you can make it go real fast with very little power or real slow with just uh, lots of power. Uh, all the power. Yeah. So I'm, I've just got it kind of on a middle setting. But yeah, we put that uh, together, you and me and Donnie McLean. I think so. Uh-huh. Put that together yeah. one afternoon. Uh, I remember the. And we. The dogs? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. the dogs. And we did a little cussing over that, I think, if I recall. <laughs> we had a thing or two that just didn't exactly go right, I think. Uh, but we, we, we but it was a good project. We Overall, did pretty it fair on it. It was a good little project. All right, so go buy yourself a kit and put it together and... And, and uh, let us know how it worked out. Well, start with something simple. I mean, start with, a, start with a simple something, like buy something small that you can put together, a little piece of furniture for a child or something small that you can put together. A little together. table, a little yeah. microwave stand, just something that's... Microwave Small. stand is good, yeah, because they're pretty straightforward. I mean, they're going to have three shelves and they're going to have four corners. Yep, and and they're they're Instead pretty simple. Wheels, they're pretty and much. You get into a computer desk, you're going to have to have somebody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, a computer desk or again a portable building. You know, would yeah. be the, the. I guess the portable building is is the ultimate. That's one of the larger 
bigger, more complicated. Man, if you didn't have anyone to read you instructions on a portable building, you, you couldn't be, do it. You, you'd, you'd just lost. be up a creek. I don't believe a blind guy could. Just, I've done two of them, <laughs> and I'll tell you one thing. There's one thing that's sure in my life, death, taxes, and the fact that I will never put another. <laughs> there are so many. I mean, it takes weeks. Man, it does. To put one of those sons Just jillions of little parts and just, yeah, man, the, the bag of screws is, is immense. Bags of screws and washers. <laughs> portable buildings. <laughs> well, let's let's plug our hot, our, our email again. Email, email blindhandyman at hotmail dot com. Please write us and let us know to, that you appreciate the show. If you don't like the show, we'll take that too. Write us and let us know That's you don't right. like. Let it. us know that you we'll don't like it. We'll read that on the air. And then you got MSN Messenger going. How do you do that? Tell us how to do that. We're going to have MSN Messenger going. Hopefully, if anyone wants to join the MSN Messenger list for Blind Handyman, just add us. Uh, send us a thing. Uh, Blind Handyman, one word. At hotmail.com, go to your um, ad uh, friends in uh, MSN Messenger and uh, add us in. So, but you have to approve. I mean, this is this is a choice that you make. Yeah, and then of course when we get the notice at, at saying that uh, we want uh, y'all want to be added or someone wants to be added, uh-huh. we'll of course do that. So, all right, it's going to work out, and we're, we're going to try it. And we're we we're uh, we're archived. If you want to go listen to we an old archived. show. And I intend to go, because, see, Jonathan has all the main menus all labeled. I mean, you can look at a main menu, and it'll tell you what things he discussed on main menu. Well, I need to go back and do that to Blind Handyman Show, so that if you... If you're wanting to do something and you want to know how to do it, we can you, know, you can go look at a Blind Handyman Show and find out how to do it, right? That's right. Are we out of... Is that a time? Is I think we are? I think we're... We're pretty we've close. About, we've about done it. I was going to talk about pop rivets, but I don't guess we get to... Ooh, pop rivets. Shoot That'll be a good <laughs> next show, won't That'll it? be a good next show thing to talk about. Uh, Don Patterson will hopefully be back with us next show. I hope uh, everything works out uh, that he can... Uh, he can be back in the newspaper. Hopefully the newspaper lady will be here, and she is a really beautiful young lady. And believe right. me, the ideas on the show when she's here will be the will do one of the best shows we've ever done. Uh-huh. I've discovered. <laughs> uh-huh. I've discovered that if you have a good-looking woman around, men tend to have better ideas on how to do music and how to how to build things. I've found that out. The, the better ideas. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we love y'all. We hope you'll email us. Yeah, handy blind handyman at hotmail.com. Thank you much for listening. Thank you, Don Shaw. Y'all have a good week. Y'all all have a good week. And Tom Houston. I'll take you, care. You've run. You're you're just seconds away from running the perfect the board. Perfect. Hey. So if, if I hadn't screwed up the telephone, we would have been. Good <laughs> there's time. there's still time for me to do. Something. If you there's still time left. If you want to be a guest on the show, give us a phone number. We'll call you and set it up, and we'll even pay for the call. What wonderful guys we are! Thanks, guys. We'll see you next week. As uh, Phil Parr reminding you, I see. Said the blind man, as he picked up his hammer and saw. The Blind Handyman is produced for ACB Radio by Out of Market Productions, 1604 Southwood Drive, Lufkin, Texas, phone 936-634-9500.